lot of people don't know this, but 65% of the predictability of you being successful in a role or your business comes down to doing the things that motivate you, not the things you're good at. Find out what you're good at and then look at what am I good at that I really enjoy that energizes me. And that has this energy, I believe, that just fuels you forward. Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hey, Renee, welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. It's so good to have you in the studio today. How are you? Uh, delighted to be here. And, you know, it feels feels like a long time coming, but, yeah, looking forward to this today. Renee, it's been such a big couple of months. These last three months since we first met have been huge, obviously, for yourself as well. And lots have been going on. Lots of shifts are happening, especially in the business world today. And we are here talking about mindset today because not only are you a sought-after communication, leadership, and mindset expert, but you're a speaker, international award-winning author, facilitator, educator and coach and you work specifically with leaders teams and organizations to energize mindset and accelerate communication collab and leadership and you lift performance and culture so I'm so excited about our chat today thank you and there's so much to dive into but before we do I was very lucky to meet you at the Melbourne Business Network about three months ago and I was one of the ones that received your wonderful book, your beautiful book, Gift Mindset. And I've been diving into it in small chunks while everything's been happening, going on. And every moment that I have with it, I feel like I'm savoring a really nice cup of coffee. Oh, beautiful. And there are so many gifts in your book, but I'd love to hear from your words. What is Gift Mindset all about? Who's it for? And what gifts does it have to bring to business owners or just people in general? Oh, thank you, Phoebe. Yeah, so the gift mindset is a mindset that I adopted at a young age. I didn't have a name for it. And then sort of in the last five or six years, I started bringing it into conversation and into a lot of the workshops and programs we run. And it's all about stepping back and being open to unwrap the gifts or the lessons in every challenging or positive experience. And I think we all, we're all faced with adversity. Look at the pandemic. We're all faced with challenges we choose or challenges we don't choose. And we're also faced with challenging people at times. If you haven't been, you will be. And when we have success in our lives, We learn so much along the way too. So my purpose is really just to get people to be aware and accept the way they've got to things, whether big or small, 
and be able to use those lessons to progress themselves and even better help progress others forward because I think we get caught up in doing and not being and next thing, next thing, next celebration, next challenge, next this, next that. But we need to step back and go, how have we got this far? What are the biggest gifts? How can we look at things as a gift and share that with others? Because it could be a survival guide for them. Oh my goodness. I love what you say about how can we start being rather than doing and achieving and having and aiming for the next big thing. And you obviously have personally experienced a lot of challenges that have made you resilient, made you stronger, changed your perspective on things. And you've grown your business to such an, like you have a powerhouse and I'm excited to speak more about that as well. But I'd love to know when I was reading and going through your book, you specifically talk about a time that was a challenging time for you in your childhood, in your early younger years. And it really moved me. It was something that reminds me, in fact, of what I'm going through at the moment with my granddad going through hospital and talking about the end and things like that. And you talk about what happened with your dad. Yeah. It was deep. It was raw. Mm. What were some of those gifts that have carried through right through to now? And how did you overcome that? Well, it's amazing that story that has stood out to you because that's when I came up with the term gift mindset was from that. So I really, in a nutshell, I was in my early 20s and, you know, I'd been in the States for a year doing Camp America teaching dancing, which was an amazing experience in my gap year. And I came back and I was going for a job in a big multinational and I was very close to my dad. My dad was an entrepreneur in the 70s. He was in the rag trade, so the fashion houses and ad agency and alternative creative like me. And he said to me, we're not doing our Tuesday dinner until you get that job. And the job that I went for was a four-month assessment. It was Mars, Mars Confectionery Global. So it was a graduate role. Anyway, the night before my last presentation, and, you know, I won't go too into it, but for the sake of time, I had a feeling I'm a bit of an intuitive and I had a feeling something was wrong. My dad wasn't sick but I knew something had happened to someone in my family. I came home, mum and dad separated but close friends and mum said, you've got to go straight to the hospital. And we got there and my dad had just passed away suddenly from a heart attack at 50 years old, which is, you know, as we record this today, Phoebe, I'm 50 in August. So it's not old. When you're younger, you think it's old. And I was devastated. Some people called me ruthless, but the next morning, My best friend picked me up and I went into the city and I presented my last presentation for this role. I don't know how I got through. I didn't tell them. I collapsed at the end Then they sent me for a medical, so that backfired. Still didn't tell them. And I ended up getting that role and I was at the most amazing company and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now with that background. I was there for 12 years. What it taught me was, and it's hard to see the gift in an experience that's happening in front of us. And sometimes we hide it. And at the time, I didn't see the gift. But what the gift was for me 
I had this auto surge happen within me. I can't explain it. And those, and you know me, I'm highly energetic. Just this zest for life to make the most of every day that my dad couldn't. And I really feel he's living through me. Sometimes I almost feel him talking to me and channeling. It's amazing. But the gift of resilience, the gift of growth, and the gift of courage are the three sort of of the 12 gifts we say come through these things that stood out for me. I learned that I could get through anything. I learned to be grateful because I think optimism and gratitude underpin resilience. I felt so grateful to be alive and have the opportunities that he never got to have. I grew as a person. I went into the big corporate world and worked very hard and learned a lot and then left and started my own business from scratch in a totally different different thing. I went from sales and leadership roles to running a company now where we work with hundreds of multinational corporates. And I think the gift of courage, you know, courage comes from, you know, the French word core, which is heart. And the courage I had to go through even writing the eulogy and organising the funeral at that age in two days. I don't remember any of it, by the way. But I had this courage to departmentalise and get a grip and get things together. So that experience, as hard as it is, and I would, would never want it for the world to have happened, there were some amazing soft or life skills that have served me and made me who I am and who I'm continually becoming. Renee, that is so profound. I'm very, very grateful that you wrote this book because I think anyone that gets their hands on it has so many golden nuggets to receive. Thank you. And when you share about decompartmentalizing as well, Mm. I think people have this idea that it's like we go numb to focus on work or something like that. And yeah. But I think ultimately in business, there is a form of setting aside things like our emotions, for example, yeah. in order to get stuff done. And yes, and in that, there are gifts of that as well. Gifts of focus, gifts of, like you say, resilience. Creativity. Creativity. I agree. It's, yeah, you can you got to be careful with that word. It wasn't like I went, oh, don't deal with it. That's different. But I do say to a lot of clients and friends and family, when you're feeling down and out, get busy. I don't usually use that word, but get busy and it, take action. It gets you out of your head. It's called attention out instead of attention in. And have days where you feel crappy. Let people know, but just don't make it every day. Mm, yeah. Mm, agreed, agreed. Renee, you also talk about being obsessed with working with individuals and their teams to help them realize and achieve what's possible. And, you know, it results in more performance, more success. And you're very passionate about helping people achieve their goals. Yes. What are some of the things you think is other skills that people have in order to achieve things that are difficult, challenging, or things that other people say are impossible. Men have landed on the moon. We've got people talking about landing humans on Mars, Elon Musk. Yes. Why is it that there are some people that can make stuff that are impossible for everyone else, but they make it happen? And what makes them that 
1% or 0.1%? Yeah, I love that question. And we could talk for hours about this, but I think it comes down to your, what I call your why to fly. If I didn't have a strong purpose in my business, I will tell you now what we went through during COVID, we lost nearly everything and had to rebuild. We wouldn't be here today. So a strong why, a compelling reason to want to chase that goal, achieve that thing, big or small, it's important. It doesn't have to be some big materialistic thing. Know what success is for you. I I ran a or facilitated a lunch the other week on reimagining success. And for me, success can be an outcome, a process. For me, it's a feeling. Mm. It's the feeling of seeing others grow reinforces this is success. Mm. So knowing what that is for you I think is really important. And the fourth thing, main thing, which we do so much work on, is motivation. If you're not motivated to achieve A, motivation's the fuel. A is the destination, you're the car, the motivation is the fuel to get you there. And Phoebe, a lot of people don't know this, but 65% of the predictability of you being successful in a role or your business comes down to doing the things that motivate you, not the things you're good at. Find out what you're good at, And then look at what am I good at that I really enjoy that energizes me. And that has this energy, I believe, that just fuels you forward. Mm. Mm. Renee, what do you think is the difference between motivation and inspiration? And is, because sometimes you hear people say, oh, don't try and be motivated, that's external, da da da. I recently saw someone share about how they've stopped doing their morning ritual because it was owning them and Mm. that was the thing that motivated them at the same time but they felt like that was something that was also holding them back from just maybe it changed it changed I think motivation to me as I mentioned an energy and a fuel I think it's within you can come from external things so people might say money's a motivator I don't agree it's what money gives you choice and freedom but I think motivation's sort of the fuel that energizes you. Inspiration, I think, is what you feel from others. Mm. So I might, I always get told I'm very motivating and, and I feel inspired by you, Renee. So they're sort of, they, they are interlinked. But, you know, I have a question, Phoebe. This would be my question on my deathbed, God forbid. I'd still be able to speak, I think. It's what lights you up do what lights you up and people go to me wow and I go think of in work and out of work so in work if you could do baby if you could do something for every minute of the day for a week in the in what you do what would it be oh it'd be connecting with people like what we're doing right now hearing their stories Right. Okay. Not all the admin-y, behind-the-scenes stuff. You're like me. Delivery. Believe it or not, even though I'm known for social media marketing, but not even that. It's no. really just comes down to people, connection, and stories. There you go. So what I would say to you is bring that in as much as you can. And I know being a business owner, there's writing, there's selling, there's designing, there's a million things. But bring in the thing that you love the most in your job, especially on a Monday. It sets the tone for the week. 
So during COVID, when we lost everything, I ran six free webinars every Monday for two months. A, I was in service to everyone and I love helping and giving. Sunday nights I was excited because I was doing my favourite bit on the Monday and it sets the tone for the week. Mm. So really important. So if you love, if you're out there now and you're a connector like we both are, and you love your clients or being with your team, don't wait till Friday afternoon for your team meeting. Do it on a Monday. Oh, totally agree. So it's very simple, but it's not always easy to implement when we get caught up in the doing. Mm, I love that. I Yeah, I'm actually going to use that gift. And yeah. thank you. Now, Renee, you've published not only The Gifts Mindset, but you've actually published three books. Your first book was Limitless Leadership in 2016. That was yeah. something that you gave to the world and that was your first gift to the world. And then that followed by The Leaders of Influence. Tell us a little bit about those two books. Yeah. What do they offer? Yeah, The Limitless Leadership, that's our brand. We create, you know, accelerate limitless leaders. So people, limitless is a word that resonates with me and I say to everybody you should have a big word in life that things fall into and I know myself and my clients every quarter we have a big word for that 90 days so it could be focus could be balance could be surrender could be self-care whatever it is and limitless is something that I believe we all are so a limitless leader and what the book's about is even if you don't have a team, you're a leader. So you're a leader of self, you're a leader of decisions, and you could be a leader of others indirectly. So the book is called Limitless Leadership, A Guide to Leading from the Inside Out. So it's all about self-leadership, purpose, values, beliefs. You work through the book. It's been really, really popular, and it has been. it's a base of our Limitless Leaders program that we run. And Leaders of Influence, I was lucky to be part of an anthology with some other leaders from around Australia sharing a story about what leadership is. And then obviously Gift Mindset's been sort of my big, much bigger book published. So the first two books were self-published and Gift Mindset was published by publishing a quite a large publishing house. So Amazing. very different process for those doing books. Mm. Very different. Yeah. yeah. Renee, when you were self-publishing, you know, obviously you mentioned it, it is such a long process and it's something that some people aspire to do and some people do because yeah. they'd prefer it to see if it's going to take off and yeah. What were your motivators or what were the things that really helped get you going during, because it doesn't happen overnight. Not everyone can do it either. There's a lot of no, it's a big commitment areas you're focusing on in your business. How did you get that off the ground and how did you know that yeah. leadership was a topic that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Were you ever held back by all the other authors that were out there and thinking, it's been done before. I know there's a few questions there, but. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a good question. So I've always written. So first of all, I've been writing since I was about eight years old. I've got boxes of books and poetry. So I've always written. And those out there that say you're not an author, if you're writing blogs and content, you're actually an author. So that's a really cool thing. 
Limitless Leadership came about, it was what I call a cluster book, which means I'd written a program, was going very, very well, and I thought I want to capture it in a book and be an authority and own that Limitless Leadership space. Did I do comparison syndrome for a little bit? But something a mentor told me one years ago is nobody is you. So there's a million social media marketers out there, there's a million leadership experts out there, but be original, be a thought leader, not a thought repeater. So everything I write is my IP, my models, my thinking. I very rarely refer to other people's stuff. So that gave me confidence to go, I want to share this. And both my books I, I wrote within three months. So I'm very disciplined I, and I write as a habit out of hours. I can't, I don't have the luxury of sitting in my office writing a book during the week. So during COVID, I wrote Gift Mindset in 12, I think it was 14 weekends. This is a big book and it was cut back. And I was in flow. I had a great editor, a structure. You know, we could talk forever about book writing, but I set a word count a word count habit for every weekend. So if it was 10,000 words and I did 12,000, I could do 8,000 the next weekend. And as my editor edited it during the week at night, I'd go back with those and then write the next chapters. So we had a working rhythm. That's a short time to write a book. I've got people that have written a book this big that's taken them 30 years. Everyone's different, but this I was so in flow with this. And I had... A lot of blogs and I've got my own Limitless Leaders podcast that I took some interviews off and transcribed into here as well. That's so good. Yeah, and I think to your question, it's going, what does the world need? Gift mindset wasn't written for COVID. I've had this concept for years, but I think now more than ever, people are embracing it. And I think just speaking from the heart and knowing who you're writing for is really important. This book in particular is CEOs, leaders, universities, schools, mums, dads, it's human behaviour. So this, to write it was quite complex because I had to appeal to everybody, whereas Limitless Leaders was for leaders of teams or people that are influencers in companies. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So... If you could summarize what gift mindsets is all about, or what is one big takeaway that you would like yeah. your readers to receive, what would that be? Oh, that's a big question because there's a few. I just think take the time to create some self awareness and self reflection to look at what's got you to where you are now good or bad things, what are those key lessons and bring them in as much as you can because anything you've done you can do again. If you're in a business, a startup, a corporate, encourage your team to share but not share what happened. This is the issue, not what, what but how. The magic's in the how and bring that in and create regular forums to share. So we've got some companies, Phoebe, doing Win Wednesdays. So they share a success they've had that they could share how they got there so other teams can replicate success. They have Failure Fridays, which some call something else, which is where I stuffed up last week, this is what happened, 
but this is what I learnt and creating boards around that and really sharing it. I um, I really believe when we look at the lessons we've learnt, we can learn so many other skills. And in the book I've captured 12 skills or soft skills that I believe every lesson taps into, such as curiosity, resilience, and that way we can deepen and develop these skills. These are the skills of the future. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, when you are working with organizations who want to be limitless, who want to leave a legacy behind and deliver value for their clients and also be interactive with their team and all of those things, you obviously work with a lot of large organizations and small businesses as well. And yeah, what is that key ingredient? Let's talk about team for a little bit, because I think that Mm. you've mentioned that and I I love what you've just shared. I think I totally agree that in an environment where you've got people that are, everyone's concerned about themselves, their work, are they doing delivering quality work, et cetera, having those days where, I mean, in our team, in our organization, we've got wins, challenges, and learnings. Yeah. So we talk about what we've learned for the week, what we've done really well, and what really stretched us, what were our challenges. And everyone yeah, love it. walks out inspired. And yeah. that's one of my favorite meetings that I have with my team. What do you think is the key ingredient to a thriving team environment, to helping people yeah. live their legacy and yeah. gel with one another? I love that. I think it comes down to connection creativity and collaboration Mm. now there's a lot because there's a million things you can do as a team but I think if you're connecting so being there through the good and the bad having these open forums I think that's important leveraging each other's strengths a lot of people don't so I'll go into a team and I'll go hey you know we'll do a strength thing and John will go I love excel and Phoebe doesn't like Excel, but the manager keeps giving Phoebe Excel because it's good for her development. What he should be doing is giving John, John, you're at graded Excel. Can you get this done? Hey, Phoebe, can you give him a hand? So leveraging a strength-based team, knowing what your strengths are and what motivates each other. Creativity, I say, because if you get creative as a team and you co-build and workshop things, Guess what the outcome is? Collaboration. So I got asked the other week to run this one-hour collaboration, like in an hour. I said, oh, I say, get a comedian. You'll get more out of it in an hour. And I said, what's an idea you've got that you haven't pursued? The gift of curiosity. Let's observe, provocate and explore an idea that the team has. So they, I said, you can do this yourself as a leader or a manager, you know, own it and do it. They did that and they're like, oh, wow, we're actually just got this bond now and that's collaboration. So, yeah, I think those are the, there's a lot of things, but the key things is know and grow your people, know and grow each other, be curious and understand each other's strengths. Yeah. I love that, Renee. Thank you so much. Pleasure. I think what you've just said is truly inspiring and there's so much to delve into in that. Yeah. Now, before we go into the rapid fire questions today, I'd love to know a little bit more about what you're currently doing in your business and what programs that you may have or 
you know, how people can not only take this on board, but workshop it or really dive into it with you. What are some ways that you work with your clients? Yeah, so we work in a few different ways. We've got some really immersive transformational workshop programs. So we've got the Gift Mindset Culture Program, which is super exciting. And what it is, you can run it over any amount of time, but we we spend some time on understanding the gift mindset and then we look at what of those 12 skills do you and your teams need to build in what order and they're half-day workshops, so really interactive placemats, 90-day planners, and we unpack that. And our other signature program, Phoebe, is our Limitless Leaders Acceleration Program. So we work with emerging, mid or C-suite, and we tailor the program to you based around our Limitless Leadership Enablers and Tools. And the exciting bit is we run face-to-face Then we have a virtual mastermind, virtual group coaching and some one-on-one. So we don't believe in sugar hits. Mm. We can run a great day. You'll love it. Nothing happens. So it's about not Mm. being transactional but transformational. And I do one-on-one coaching and group coaching as well, my team and I, and obviously how we met speaking at conferences, events and off-sites. I just want to mention we do a lot with companies, as you mentioned, in-house but every 90 days we launch a new public program the next one is August and it's capped at 20 people from 20 companies and it's any level of leadership and we have a theme so in August it's all going to be around leading team development and connection and it's a one-day workshop and then two virtual sessions where you learn, grow and connect with people outside your industry, which is what the special source of the program is. Amazing. That sounds very, very exciting, Renee. And I think that there's so much value that I truly believe that the work you do is not something that can be done overnight. I truly believe that one of the best things a business owner can invest in is themselves and their teams. That's right. And when you spend that time to really not only unpack what you've just shared and particularly with the 12 gifts, especially with your team, Everyone has something unique to learn from that. And everyone's experience is going to be different. And it's a really colorful and vibrant Mm. palette of everybody's journeys start to evolve quite rapidly, I think. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of that. Definitely. And I think too, getting having that forum and that space to step back and invest in yourself is so important. And you hit the nail on the head. I was saying people before process, before progress. And I think everyone's going 120 miles an hour after COVID. Yeah, everyone was like, I'm not going to do that. Everyone's doing it. And worrying about bottom line, getting the rungs on the board and forgetting about the people. So my biggest advice is to understand your people, coach your people, take time to know and grow them and do that for yourself as well. You need to, you know, if you're a business owner, self-growth habits world is your oyster now, but don't overdo it. Go, what do I need to learn? How do I like to learn? And then go and access that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 
Renee, I've got five rapid fire questions to wrap this up today. Rapid fire. It sounds scary. Uh, and it allows us to really get to know you deeper on another level. So are you happy for me to ask away? You go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. So rapid fire question number one is if there was one thing you cannot live a single day without, whether it's something physical or not, what would that one thing be? Coffee. We actually haven't had that one before either. That's good. I'm Italian background and I've had some health issues lately. So I've had, I've been off coffee for two weeks and oh my gosh, I thought I thought I'd lost my personality. So I'm back to one a day. (laughs) (laughs) And what kind of coffee do you have? What would you order at a cafe? I still love a latte or a short black Mm, yeah like a real I say it's share of stomach so I I don't want to sound like a snob but I don't do instant where possible yeah yeah (laughs) totally get it I totally get especially when you're from Melbourne right yeah oh we do we have the best coffee in the world we do we do now what would you say is the one thing I know we've already touched on it it's also in your book but it might be a different answer I'm not sure what or who inspired you to do what you do today or there's a lot, I have to say, I could probably name 30 different people, but I think it has to come back to a combination of my mum and my dad. My dad was the entrepreneur, mum was in the corporate world, and there was that real mix of thinking, don't do your own business or don't go in the corporate world. And I think that meshed and I got the learnings from both, I'd have to say. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. That's amazing. Where do you see yourself in five years' time or what do you think you would have accomplished in the next five years? I know that could that's quite a big question and there's probably a lot there, but, yeah, what's the vision for five years from now? It's five years' time and we're chatting. I would like to see people adopting the gift mindset and it becomes a global movement. That's what I envisage. Do I have the whole pathway to that yet? No, I'll be very honest. There's things shifting and moving. But I think continuing to make workplaces exceptional places to work and helping people realise and achieve their limitless potential, that I don't see going, but I see it being more amplified. I see another book, definitely, and I see myself living down near the water. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to be interviewing you in five years' time and hearing more about yes, hopefully <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. And maybe you'll be at your home by the ocean. I would hope so. Jeez. <laughs> Renee, what's one big takeaway that you've recently had that has changed the way you see the world? Everybody is different and respect and nurture that. I think I've known that, but I don't think I've always done that. Some people are realistic, some are righteous. There's no wrong or right, there just is. So I think that's the essence of connection is to really not just think it but feel it and appreciate the diversity of others and what you can learn from them. Mm, yeah so true so so true Mm. and if you could leave the world with one message what would it be you know what it is do what lights you up and don't manage that 
satisfy that as much as you can throughout your life in and out of work. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Renee. Oh, pleasure. That was absolutely amazing. I've loved talking to you. You have shared so many golden nuggets with me and I feel like feel like you're channeling some incredible gifts and oh, thanks Phoebe thanks for having me it's been such a pleasure it's been absolute pleasure I've been looking forward to this likewise Renee it's been so good to have you on and for anyone that wants to connect with you or not only connect with you but how can I and the listeners give back and serve you today because you offer so much oh uh-huh, lovely look maybe put my name in the show notes because it's quite a long one. There's three double letters in there. But LinkedIn, Renee Geruso, giftmindset.com is the website for the book. And I'd like to say there's lots, lots and lots of free posters you can download, infographics, free chapters, and reneegeruso.com, which will take you to all our programs, our purpose, what we do. And we write a lot for me or I write a lot for media. So you can go there and Apple, your favorite podcast platform, Limitless Leaders. We've got a podcast there. Amazing. I cannot wait to share that in the show notes and also in the caption. Thank you. For those that are watching online on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. Renee, again, such a pleasure to have you. I can't wait to catch up and have our lattes together and be talking about the gifts mindset. And I am so, so thrilled that you're well, that you're you have so much that you're sharing with the world. And I wish you all the best for this amazing journey that you have ahead. And once again, it's been such a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to having this spread and this message heard by not only the audience, but the community outside of Thrive and Shine Co and all the people that are tuning in. So thank you for those that are listening. And thanks, Renee, for being on. Thank you. Thanks, Phoebe.